Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On Giddy Up, Facing the Breeze with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. Two superstars join us here on Facing the Breeze when we talk some harness racing and there is plenty to talk in that uh, talk about in that sport at the moment with the carnivals in Victoria and now Sydney starting to heat up. Let's welcome in the team. Jack Trainer, first of all, you're in for a big weekend. A couple of your superstars returning to the track. You must be looking forward to that. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Ants. Um, yeah, it's a good time of the year and yeah, really looking forward to Saturday night. And hello to you, Ants. Yeah, good morning, Gareth and Jack. Um, let's have a chat about the Ballarat Cup, first of all. Both of you guys competed in that race, and I know Blair Orange was staying with you, Ants, and he put on a masterclass New Zealand's number one driver um, going straight to the front, and once Copy That landed in front, it was basically game over. Yeah, that's right. You know, a few people are doubts about Blair. said he hadn't driven an Aussie much, but we all know he's a superstar in New Zealand, and... Um, you know, he's, he's had a pretty good record in Queensland when he went up there a couple of years ago, so he got the job done really well. No, he's a superstar. I don't know why we um, uh, some of the Australian public. I don't know who criticise you Kiwi drivers, Jack, from time to time. Um, but can you explain? I might go to you here, Ants, because you're in the same race. Zach Putcher, did he? What, what happened there in that two-year-old race? Like, unlike Zach, he looked like he did. Um, did he? Did he know where the pegs were? <laughs> I thought he, I think he thought he was still going the awful way around. Yeah. And, uh, but no, he, he crossed, he was going to lead easy. And then, yeah, I don't know what happened to sort of whether it got a bit daydreamy when it was in front on its own and wouldn't get down to the pegs. But uh, yeah, nearly uh, caused a disaster for me anyway. Yeah, I can't understand why um, the Kiwi drivers get criticised, Jack. But um, Zach. Zach Butch is one of my favourites. Any man that can salute and stand up on a sulky um, is a is a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty impressive feat, isn't it? And yeah, obviously Zach's a top driver, and those younger horses races anything can happen. So I think it'd be hard putting the blame on him there. Now, um, Ants, what about Rock and Roll? Do you had your first drive on him, the Victoria Cup champ, and he he just didn't seem to be comfortable at any stage. Um, what's your explanation about his performance there on Saturday night? Yeah, he just pulled far too hard, Gareth. He, um, he sort of walked out of the gate, but he got off the fence nicely. And, but I just had to have a bit of a duel with Cam Hart around the first bend to hold my spot. And whether that upset him a bit, I don't know. But he, he just pulled really hard after that, the whole race. And I was actually following Jack. And Jack said to me after the race, he was really, you know, he wasn't breathing very good at all. So... You know, it's not ideal, but, um, you know, it's a valid excuse why he went so average. So hopefully, you know, Mick and the team can sort of work a few things out with him and um, he's got to learn to relax at that grade. You know, you can't be uh, doing things wrong. So is that a case where um, it's in his head now after he choked down at Bendigo um, and then he pulled too hard and you've got the greatest hands in the game, which is unusual to have a horse pull like that for you, Ant. So is it a... Is it a situation that 
is there something wrong with him that he's pulling like this now? Um, is there a breathing problem with him? Um, or is it just with his head at the moment? Yeah, you just don't know. He, he had that bad experience at Bendigo when he did the same. He pulled really hard and, and sort of choked down. And, yeah, it's, it's not ideal. And sometimes they horses can just get, get in a sort of a pattern of it, you know, they, and then they'll come out of it, you know. So he was nice and relaxed in the prelim. And um, so, yeah, I just got to hope that, uh, you know, he can settle down a little bit and, uh, you know, things work. He's, he might be one of those horses that sort of, you know, he's not used to the hustle and bustle too much yet. He's sort of come through the grade pretty quick and he's been so dominant that he hasn't been in these situations where, you know, in the grand circuit races, you know, they're stopping and starting and pushing and shoving and that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm not too worried. I think he can bounce back. So he's just got to, um, we're just got to sort of team with kid gloves for a little bit and hopefully he can get out of it. Now, um, Jack, you drove I cast no shadow, the Inter Dominion champ for Jason Grimson. Were you happy with him? And um, I thought Honolulu Bay was enormous back in second in defeat. And is there concerns with a couple of Grimo's horses, Majestic Cruiser and Major Meister? Hopefully he's okay because he dropped out pretty quickly there on Saturday night. Have you heard anything from the camp? Yeah, it wasn't a great night for the camp. Um, Gareth obviously cast no shadow, like you said, I drove him and uh, he he moved really quick around the corner. He looked like he was going to run at least second, you know, and probably no worse. But um, he just sort of knocked up up the straight. And uh, I don't know. Looking back on it, like most of everything that sort of run home or got close was on the fence or if not worked off the fence up the straight. So Grimo's not too worried. Obviously, Majestic Cruiser didn't go the greatest. He sort of hasn't really been firing his last couple either, has he? And um, yeah, Cam Hart sort of thought, talking to Kim after the race that Major Mike just over-raced in the chair and much like what Ant said with Rock and Roll do, he said he was quite relaxed um, while he was sort of trying to get on a white helmet, but once they started jostling a bit and um, sort of fired him up a bit and then once he got pushed into the clear air, whether or not that was legal or not, we're not too sure, Ant, and, um, <laughs> but um, he, he's there anyway and he obviously just over-raced from then on out. Um Ants just believe was impressive. Jeez, he just does everything right. It was an interesting race that um, Cochrane Trotters Cup, and I said this to Darren Carroll, our form guru, yesterday. I, I got a lot of time for Ryan Duffy, but his drive just didn't make sense. If you want to hold the front, um, then you hold the front, but then you hand up to the to the favourite after um, holding out Elder Baron Seuss. You would think that you would make Elder Baron Seuss work a little bit, then hand up to him and then make the favourite do the work in the breeze and then get your opportunity. But once you hand up to Just Believe, it's basically um, put the binoculars down and it's game over, Ants. Explain yeah, that for yeah. us. Yeah, well, I don't... Yeah, as I said, it's... Uh, you know, Ron had a decision to make and he just decided to park uh, out of there on Zeus. And, you know, um, yeah, sometimes you better get the favourite into the chair and uh, make him do all the work, so... You know, there's some good runs in there, but just believe he's really at the top of his game. And as he, once he found the front like that, after all the, a few of the others had sort of cut each other's throats a bit, that uh, it's game over. Yeah. Hey, um, Jack, I can't wait for Saturday night at Menangle. And there's one race in particular that excites me. And it's the Stylish Memphis and Brave You Cali, your two superstar mares take on each other in the third race. Now, you've decided to drive Stylish Memphis. Gee, she was good. She just, like, she must love you, Jack, like no other girl, really. 
Um, every time she comes to your stable, she's a different horse. Um, can she overcome the draw, or do you think that maybe Brave You Kelly is the new girl on the block this carnival? Yeah, as you well know, Gareth, I, I do have that little knack with the women, so I think um, she, she does like being here, and I like having her here too, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Bravey Kelly's only had the one trial. Uh, she was forward, and, and she trialed well, 152, home in 26, And but I couldn't have been more happy with her. So I was meant as her first up run, um, chasing expensive ego in 149, so... Uh, as far as splitting them, I, I mean, Skyless Memphis wouldn't want to be giving Brady Kelly too big of a start, but at the same time, too, I think probably Skyless Memphis is probably just that one run more forward than Kelly, and that might be the difference in this week's race, without overlooking a few of the other night horses, too. It's always hard drawing eight and ten, no matter what you're racing at Menangle, so they're going to have to earn it, but, yeah, it is exciting to have them back. Yeah, um, if you just drive her with a little bit of confidence, Stylish Memphis, I think she'll be winning, Jack. And then you've got this free-for-all race. Um, you've got Wolf Strider was in the same trial as Bondi Lockdown there the other week. What did you make of, first of all, your horse's trial and what did Bondi Lockdown look like who will make his debut for Belinda and Luke McCarthy on Saturday night? Yeah, was really, that was a good trial too, Gareth. I was really happy with uh, Wolf Stride. The only thing, he was getting out a little bit. Um, it changed a little bit of gear today and he was straight as an arrow, so fingers crossed that's done the track. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the way that he was, um, you know, hard on Bondi Lockdown's back. Bondi Lockdown looked like he was very relaxed. Um, how much was left, I, I don't know. It looked to be loose lines to me, but... We'll see if he picks up on race day. But, um, yeah, definitely couldn't be happier and definitely not going to be scared of him this, this start, that's for sure. Will you drive your horse to lead and lead all of the way on Saturday or what What are you expecting there? Well, the, the leader is the one to beat, isn't it, Gareth? So we yeah. might we'll, we'll be pressing forward at some stage. But, um, yeah, it's not the be or end all for him. He's still got a bit of speed, Wolf, and... But yeah, why not? Let's make it a bit easier and send him forward. He does need to make a statement, however, to try and get into some of the bigger races coming up, I would imagine, Jack. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's been racing in the Inters without, without sort of placing or or getting any ones next to his name. So these next few weeks are definitely crucial for him. He has to, has to do something if he's going to get a start. Yeah, that's a realistic part of it, Gareth. You're right. And what about Bondi Lockdown, Ants? He's a fascinating runner. Um, to me, he, he's nearly got a little. He's, he's got a long way to go to get to a king of swing, but um, similar profiles coming from a different stable. Big bull lost a little bit of confidence, and um, Belinda and Luke have got a good record with these type of horses. Yeah, he's in the right hand, Gareth. He's, he, had, he did have some trouble, um, you know, over racing for Aaron Dunn and that kind of thing. So, you know, Luke's a master at getting them sort of relaxed. He, he gets most of the gear off them and. And uh, but yeah, still a question mark over him if he can get back to his very best, you know, which was was great. And if he does, he's probably the horse to beat for at the Sydney Carnival. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes in the next few weeks. Yeah, he's about thirteen dollars, I think, with Bet Three Six Five for the Miracle Mile. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes on Saturday. Have you got any advice, you two, for Gary Hall Jr.? He's um, trying to get off his suspension, unlike in WA and um, unlike in Victoria and New South Wales, where drivers can just drive 
um, until they feel like taking their suspension, which they need to change quickly. Um, I know you boys hate me saying that, but Junior um, went to the appeal and I think he's got a good case until I heard that the, the judge or whoever's hearing that appeal saying that um, I understand what you're trying to tell us, Junior, with the, um, your defence, but I do have to take into consideration and follow the rule that this is the steward's opinion. And when that's in the ruling and the judge who's following the appeal um, has to take in the steward's opinion, what hope has anyone got, um, Ants, of getting off from appeal yep. if, if they're taking in the steward's opinion because that's what you're appealing against? Yeah, yeah it's a hard one, Gareth. And um, I know they have a lot of trouble in New Zealand with, with the, uh, the system they've got over there where, you know, too many of the uh, panel just side with the stewards every every time. So we're lucky in Victoria. We've got a really good system. And uh, every time you go to appeal, you know, doesn't matter if you win or lose, you always seem to come out of it thinking you've got a fair hearing. So I'm not too familiar with WA, um, the way it works over there. But if anyone can talk himself out of it, Junior can. Yeah, 100%. Um, the system's so good in Victoria, you can um, have Christmas and then come back and have your hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't pay the lawyers by the hour, Ants. Oh, you're killing us, Gareth. You're killing us. Yeah. No, no, no we were really good in the Victoria because uh, no, they're very professional. The stewards are professional, and um, <laughs> as you said, when we do go to an appeal, which is very rare, yeah, you hardly do anything wrong. But uh, you know, they're, they're very professional again, and uh, you always feel them up here getting a hearing. Beautifully said, Ants. Um, hey, Jack, have you got a winner for us, Battlers? Uh, yeah, I've got one in race one on Saturday, Stingray Tara. He drops back to the 94 grade, drawn one. So, um, yeah, it'd be the, the, although it is a good field, it'd probably be the biggest class drop he's had for a very long time. So, expect him to go really well. Ants, have you got one for us? Um, I'm just having a few days off, not driving Gareth, but I've, we've got a runner in tomorrow night at uh, Kilmore. Um, it's actually Sonia's birthday tomorrow, so she won't let me drive. I've got to spend the day with her. So, uh, young Gifton and Black. Vicky's on and she's been racing really well and sort of lot stronger races. You can take a lot out of um, Anthony's um, um, book there, Jack. You can learn a lot from the master settling down and taking time off for a um, celebrated anniversary. So we wish you and Sonia the best of luck, Ant. And um, Jack, just looking at your team, you've got a lot of, lot of double up. So I wouldn't, I would be probably making the phone call to Ants to spend the carnival um um, Ants can come down and drive his um, drive for you during the carnival and spend three or four weeks there. Yeah, well, if he's not allowed to drive on his on his on Sonia's birthday, he's definitely not going to be allowed to spend three weeks with me over the <laughs> carnival, is he? That's a that's a good point you make. Good luck this week, boys. There you go. There's Anthony Button, Jack Trainer, two superstars. That's facing the breeze on this Tuesday morning news time. Then after that, Hong Kong Corner will be joined by the champ Zach Purton.